Hello, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have James here with us today. James, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. Today, we're going to be talking about alumni networks, their criticality and importance. This has been a pretty hot topic over the last several months, given record high unemployment and companies really trying to do better for their their alumni. Before we get into that, though, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. So I'm James Sinclair. I'm the co-founder and chief executive of Enterprise Alumni. Our software powers the alumni communities for large organizations. And if I was to put that into one sentence of what does it mean to power an alumni community, organizations spend so much money trying to recruit amazing talent. They spend even more money to continue education, retention, all of those keywords around making sure you stay. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave, they wish you the best of luck. That's the section that we come in that says there is a value in maintaining a relationship with these people. Leaving is inevitable, and these people should remain part of a community. And so that's kind of what our software does. How'd you get into the business? That fell in like everyone else, right? You're just walking (laughs) down, and then there was an open pothole, and I just fell into it. Uh, So, And I think that's kind of almost how everyone kind of falls into where they are. If you'd asked me five years ago, did did you think I was going to be an alumni relation management? No. I've always been in enterprise software and I've always been in white space, rapid innovation, forcing Mm. the conversation of large enterprises, having an agile mindset uh, that when you see a gap, when you see a white space run and build the plane as you're taking off. And about three and a half years ago, we were looking at all of the big customers, big companies moving to the cloud, moving their HR to Workday, Mm -hmm. to success factors, to Oracle in the cloud. And we felt that there was going to be an opportunity for smaller cloud vendors to be able to come in and offer a sidecar to the core HR. And so that was the general concept is we see the small cloud vendors will now have a chance to be able to sell their technology into these massive customers because of the cloud. And they won't have to have big integrations and big conversations. And so we started exploring that white space. I was always in the HR line of business. And when we started looking at alumni, I mean, it couldn't have been a bigger white space if we tried. Yeah, I think oftentimes people forget about alumni relations and management when they're talking about employee experience or employee engagement. I think there's a lots of studies out there that talk about how little penetration you have when you look at companies that are actually caring about alumni. Can you speak to the benefit and importance of having an alumni program from the organization's perspective? I think it would be really helpful to make that a little bit tangible. So I think you nailed it. Employee experience for a lot of companies is we care about you until we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Until you're no longer on my payroll. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's not employee experience. That's experience. That's a serving experience. As in, while you serve me, I'm going to make sure I, you know, I have Diet Coke in the fridge. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what you see is that actually forward thinking companies recognize. I think it's the Starbucks CHRO who has this quote that basically said you have to treat everyone as a customer first. Doesn't matter where they are, who they are, what they are. Every experience and interaction has to be customer driven. And the example that he gave was if you were looking at BMW and Mercedes as a new car and you walked into the BMW dealership and you said, look, you know, actually, I'm going to go with Mercedes. I've decided I like this car. The BMW 
rep has two choices. One, get out of my building. I can't believe you wasted my time. I'm not going to get commission. <laughs> or two, hey, congratulations. That is an amazing choice. It's a brilliant car. We look forward to staying in contact. Do you mind if I ping you a note every couple of months or, or you know, in two years when your lease expires? Which one is going to deliver you a better experience? And so that really, I think, puts it in perspective for why companies have to maintain this relationship with people who leave because leaving is inevitable. It's, it's not a thing anymore. There's no such thing as you're going to be here for 45 years. And so the more companies recognize it's inevitable and the more they talk about leaving, the quicker they start moving to this process of saying, great, good luck, you know, right. get some new skills, get some new opinions, get some new contacts. We can't wait to having you back. Right. And it's interesting because I actually recorded another podcast with somebody uh, yesterday. He talked about, would you put this experience for your best customer? Right. Would you treat your best customer this way? Um, and I thought that was a really helpful way to put it. Yeah, that's the only way to put it. And that's the great thing about the cloud as well in terms of us as a vendor. It lets us have a level playing field with everybody else out there. And what it means is either your product does what it says on the tin and customers love it or it doesn't. And that's what this cloud has given to, to all companies like ours, like yours and so forth. And right. so there is a responsibility to deliver excellence at every step. And I think there's a lot of companies, especially now, who are realizing that alumni isn't just a, a fun, nice to have project in the basement. Actually, this is an army of advocates for referral, recruiting, social sales. There's so many business drivers where mm -hmm. the KPI is just monstrous. Absolutely. I absolutely get the benefit of having an alumni program. So I started my career at McKinsey, and I think they have done a pretty decent job as far mm -hmm. as I can tell. It's funny because I actually helped them get a piece of business at some point in my post-McKinsey roles. And I definitely see the value, right? And I, I've gained some benefit from them as well. But I think the value itself is pretty logical. When you explain it to people, they're like, got it. That makes a lot of sense. There's, there's not, not too many questions there. But why aren't companies focused on it more? It seems like one of those things where they just need to spend a little bit of time, spend a little bit of resource and a little bit of attention uh, to get a lot of benefit out of it. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, the biggest competition we have is doing nothing. <laughs> you know, and, right. and, and, and that's okay. Um, and the reality is it's because it takes change it, and change is really tough for people right. uh, and change is really tough for organizations. I think one of the things you're seeing right now is accelerated change. People are ripping the bandaid off. You know, I think mm -hmm. I, I heard a line the other day that I loved, which is our 2030 transformation is now happening in June. Mm. And essentially, this is the chance to do everything. So when we look at customers who are like, ah, we kind of want to look, we kind of like the idea. It, exactly as you said, it makes sense. All of the Lego bricks kind of add up. And the answer is, well, great. So we start tomorrow. Well, you know, resources and people and things. The reality is that's just the type of organization. And you're seeing a, a real difference in organizations that either have or have started an alumni program recently are going to be in a huge competitive advantage in one year, two year, three years, where they have tens of thousands of people in this network. So whatever they need, they can always find someone. I mean, you're, you're now my proof point for McKinsey alumni. You left mm -hmm. and you still push business their way. For companies to not do it is just, unfortunately, lack of willingness to change. It kind of the whole, if you always do it the same way you've always done it, you're always going to get the, the same shot. results. Yeah. yeah, so so it's, you know, it's shocking, but it still exists. And it's, right. it's tough. Right, absolutely. And from the former employee's perspective, is the networking value of an alumni program enough to kind of engage them? Or are there other things that companies should be thinking about? 
So I think that's kind of the legacy view of alumni is we're going to give you this address book of all your ex, you know, McKinsey alum, and that is your black book, and we're going to give you some news. Right. The actual reality is you can get that on LinkedIn, and it's probably more accurate. You can get your news, uh, you know, on any news site, and it's probably more accurate. Because if you think about it, people are not, you know, day-to-day updating and logging into their alumni site. So what Alumni 2.0, what we're focused on is what can we do for you? How can we deliver value to you? So whether that is connecting you to someone, mentoring, learning, thought leadership, board roles, speaking roles, everything around our platform is very contextual that says, look, you have five generations of alumni, everyone from an intern to a retiree. And it's our obligation to make sure that you as an individual get what you want out of this platform. Uh, And I think that's a big, I think the change that you're seeing in business B2B software is it's becoming B2C. They're actually thinking about the end user and how can I deliver that single person tremendous value? And that's how we look at it. Each person has to have their own journey. So that makes a lot of sense. And for the people who are thinking about alumni programs, how do they start? So I think similar to every other project is you've got to take the first step. That's really how you launch an alumni program. It doesn't matter. Forget the technology. Forget whether you use a LinkedIn group, a Facebook group, us. It's as an organization, we should be doing something. Once you've made that decision, that's the first step. Then you can say, right, what should we be doing? Whether it's integrating and making sure that when someone leaves, you're collecting an external email address. I tell people that is the number one first step you should take as an organization, making sure you're collecting the email because you join the company using your Gmail when you went through the application process. They then change that email to your internal at McKinsey.com email address. And then when you left, you didn't give your new email unless you joined the network. So collecting that external email is critical. And it doesn't matter what size you are. It doesn't matter if you're a 10-person company or a 100,000-person company. The important of maintaining that relationship is just critical. And anyone who doesn't recognize that your network is your net worth is not realizing that this is how the markets are moving. Everything Mm -hmm. is about that human connection. Right. And so from a perspective of like existing employees and leadership at these companies, how can they get involved in these types of programs? Have you seen something like really successful that have been working really well? Yeah, I mean, we've seen some amazing programs recently. One of the, mm. the greatest examples that I love is one of our customers that furloughed and laid off tens of thousands of employees. The CEO does a town hall every week with all of the furloughed and laid off people mm. and just does 45 minutes talking about what's happening in the market, what they're seeing, what the recovery might look like. And one of the things that he said that was so amazing was make sure when you come back, you're better skilled. Use this time to learn something. So he opened up access to their learning management system. He opened access to Linda, the LinkedIn learning tool. He opened access to a university online course for people that want to do an MBA and is co-paying with them. And this is a CEO that has laid off tens of thousands of people, except they're all excited. Right. No, they all rallied around him. And because he basically said, there's 10 new skills we're going to need as as an organization, 10 skills Mm -hmm. that didn't even exist or we didn't care about four months ago are now our top skills. Support for remote meetings, support for Office 365 and Zoom and Slack and all of these doodads out there. And so from an executive leadership perspective, it's recognizing that. You can't just hire people anymore. You have to create the candidates, whether it's creating through a relationship or upskilling them, but you have to deliver value to people. And it's more than just a paycheck now. This is a relationship and people are making choices based on the companies they want to work for. Mm -hmm. And for skilled people, they can get a job at two or three places. They're going to choose the company that aligns to their purpose and their core values more Mm -hmm. than money more and more, I think. 
Yeah, and I think there's double impact, if you will, here because personally, for me anyway, when I do a job search, right? When I used to do like job searches, basically the people that I would ask for references are the alumni. I'm not、right. going to ask your existing employees, right? Like they're going to have the company、exactly. line, they're drinking the Kool Aid. When you can really get out the truth is when you talk to these people who have left. They usually、yeah. don't have anything really on the line、uh, to kind of save their butts. So, I mean, alumni referrals are 17% more likely to get the job than、mm. uh, the non-referrals. So the data is hugely in favor for that. But also, alumni give you exactly that—that that honest answer. We have one customer that six months after you leave, they send you an email that says, "What technology are you using now that you wish you had when you were with the organization?" Mm. And they got this feedback about all these other tools and about the fact that their IT team was a little difficult, to put it lightly. And、right. they made changes <laughs> to areas of their organization unrelated to talent management because they engaged with this group, and the, and the feedback、right. was overwhelming. Right, much more honest, much more thought. Yeah, absolutely, that makes a lot of sense.、Um, and especially people who respond, you know, they're obviously more passionate about this than those who don't. Right, so you're going to get some good answers there. Yeah, I mean, even now we're seeing some of our customers who are reaching out to retirees and saying, "Hey, you retired within the last three years. Would、mm. you be willing to come back part time? Because we believe we're going to need people with your skill set." And when we started asking what the skill set was, number one, it was people to complete a task, like retirees that just knew the computer systems, knew the working. But the other thing that we started to hear was some of the retirees have not only seen a crisis; they've also been part of the recovery from a leadership position. And that's what they need now. They need more leaders who can provide mentorship, guidance, and learning to this, you know, new wave of leaders who perhaps haven't had to recover from a crisis like this before. They haven't seen it, or they weren't in a leadership position. So you're really starting to see companies recognize: actually, we know the value, but how can we actually leverage them? Right. That makes a lot of sense. So, from your minds, right? Who are the companies that are doing like a fantastic job right now? I'm sure, like you know, the people who are listening are kind of looking like, okay, all of this makes sense. Who are the people that I should follow and understand and just look to kind of copy? Who are some of the leaders in this space right now? So I think you have the thought leads, the people that kind of set the precedent that alumni is a thing. Those are、mm. the McKinseys of the world.、Mm. Essentially, they put corporate alumni on the map way before other companies were investing even a dollar.、Uh, you know, and I think professional services was way ahead of the game there.、Right. But where you're actually seeing tremendous progress is in financial services, and the、mm. reason is because if you work at Citi or J.P. Morgan or HSBC. If you leave, you're probably going to one of those other companies. You know, financial services. You're basically moving around from seven different companies right, to each、right. other. So you have seven or eight big banks that essentially are competing amongst each other for talent, and their alumni pools are generally one and the same. You're generally、mm. alumni for one or more, <laughs> and so you're seeing accelerated innovation, accelerated recognition that you have to deliver amazingness to set themselves apart. So I think banking is where you're seeing competition drive innovation. And you're seeing people work through some of the political hurdles because obviously bank they have to be risk averse. We understand that process, and、right. they're saying what can we do within the current constraints? And we're seeing amazing things. We saw one bank recently say, "Look, we do leadership learning. Every time we do leadership learning for our employees, we're going to keep a couple of seats open for our alumni." Who might、mm. want to come in and do these、mm. courses as well? So amazing programs that you wouldn't have access to otherwise.、Right. Uh, so banking would be my big answer for where we're seeing the biggest change happen. Cool, that's awesome. I'll definitely have to check those out. So I have one last fun question for you. So you're in LA. What is your favorite hangout place, restaurant, bar, whatever it may be、uh, that you're most excited for the post-quarantine world? 
So I've been it's very be appropriate. It's got to be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I was going to go left. No, I actually, so funny enough, I, you know, I have four dogs, uh, have some kids. So for me, I'm a massive kind of hiker. I love taking oh, yeah. them the whole wolf pack and going to like the Angeles National Forest. It's 45 minutes from where I live. And I think sometimes people forget how close the national parks are, the mm-hmm. national forests are. And so I've been very lucky because most of them have nobody on the trails anyway. So I've been able to continue going on weekend. Uh, so one of the things that I've always done, probably similar to you, is, you know, as a smaller company, it's very easy. You basically leave a big company working for 40 hours a week to work for yourself and work 120 hours a week. <laughs> and so the one thing I do is I respect my weekend. And yeah. so I make sure I go out, I go on a couple hour hike, I take my German shepherds, my huskies, make a mess. Um, but that's the great thing. I mean, everyone lives probably about an hour from some amazing uh, right. national park or similar. And so I'm a massive believer of getting people out into the I mean, wilderness is the wrong word because yeah. <laughs> awesome. ish wilderness. Right. Right. Um, well, I think those are all my questions. Any, any other thoughts uh, you wanted to share before? I, I think for people who have thought about alumni or alumni relations, I think my final thought is take the first step, whatever that is. Feel free to reach out to me. I'm very accessible. I'm on all the socials. You can search for me, James Sinclair, or go to enterprisealumni.com. But the key being is, is just take the first step because the value, as you've talked about, is just it's a given. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check us out on pavestep.com slash podcast. James, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's been great to talk to you.